Welcome to my podcast, Over a Brew. I am your host, Cruz Garcia. I'm very excited to share my first episode with you all. My goal with this podcast is to interview those individuals that I admire. We often hear from people that have made it or have made a name for themselves, who have acquired major success. Not to say that they don't add tremendous value, but I also believe that we can learn from those individuals who are starting out, the ones who are going through the trenches, the ones who are getting up every single day, grinding, pushing themselves, motivating themselves to become the best version that they can. The ones that are looking and pursuing what it is to have a meaningful life. With no further ado, let's get into today's show. What is going on, guys? Um, This is your host, Cruz Garcia. Actually, this is my first podcast, and I'm super, super excited to be on here. Um, You guys that are watching, I'm super excited. You guys have, you know, an amazing, I have an amazing guest here, Jackie Sanchez. I've actually admired Jackie from, from a distance. I've known Jackie for a while. I never really had the opportunity to sit down with her and really get to hear her story. Jackie, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Can't complain. I'm super excited that you're here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know it took a lot for both of us to be here, especially yes. after everything happened <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> yeah, guys. No, I, we ran into some technical difficulties. I was trying to hook up both mics for us to actually you know, record this podcast, and we finally, finally were able to uh, figure it out. So, Jackie, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, for those that don't know you, um, who are you? So what I do, what I really focus on is, it's really transforming lives. And the way that I do that is through personal training and life coaching. So you don't really see trainers focusing on the life aspect of it. They just give you the nutrition plan and the exercise thing and like, here we go. But we go deeper than that. I mean, I've had sessions where I've had clients where it's a workout day, it's a training day. And all of a sudden I ask the right question and they start bawling their eyes out. So then that's when we switch it over, we go into my office, we do different kind of work. So it's really about seeing the person as a whole. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. How'd you, how'd you get into that? Through my own experiences. So I struggle with weight and body image for, I wanted, the first time I, I actually realized that, hey, I think I might be overweight was when I was nine years old. I didn't start dieting until I was 12. And that was because of my mom. She, as a parent, you're only trying to help your, your daughter, your son. So the only way that she knew how to help me was, hey, let me teach you how to diet. And at the time, she had just had my sister. So she was trying to lose the baby weight. And I mean, she's, let's do it together. So we started dieting together. And and her friend, it was like these fad diets where you, crazy diets, right? (laughs) And I remember it was super low carb, didn't really eat much. But I was was already starting to develop the, the fear of food. So I did that, wasn't getting anywhere, and then I continued that cycle for a long time. And then I would manage to lose the weight, and then I would gain it, lose it. And then finally, when I, when I lost it for good, I thought, um, I was diagnosed with PCOS. And then that, and that summer, I was a junior in high school, so I was going to be a senior. I gained 30 pounds oh my in God. that summer. That's crazy. So going back to school after me being my thinnest, was it, it was it, terrible. It was oh terrible. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to... I missed out on a lot of senior activities. Like I didn't do prom, I didn't do the senior sunset, I didn't do grad night because of the whole experience with my weight. And then college came around and I was a straightest student. She's gonna go to college. I was in the college program. And when, the, when it came down to it, I was just so ashamed to be seen. 
that I lied to my parents. I was supposed to go to Cal State LA, got accepted, had everything ready. And I told my mom that something happened with the financial part of it and that it wouldn't go through. So she's like, well, why don't you just enroll at the local community college? And then I made an excuse for that too, because the point was, I just didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be out. I didn't want to be looked at. I didn't want to be judged. And it was at the time where I really hated myself. I hated how I looked. I hated, like I, it came to the point to where I didn't want to breathe because I didn't want people, you know how when you breathe, oh, your tummy moves? Yes, yes. I didn't want people to notice that I was fat. Like I, I didn't want people looking at that. I didn't want that oh focus. God. I didn't want that attention. So I spent the first couple of, of months when I should have been in college, there was a gym around the corner where I, from where I live. And I had this little blue minivan that my parents would let me borrow and I would drive to the gym and back. That was it. That was all I ever did. And finally, my parents were like, well, you got to go to school to, at some point, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember looking at the, the school catalog and there was a class called spiritual health. And I have no idea why. <laughs> I don't know what the heck like called me to, to take spiritual health. So that summer, I took spiritual health and I was sitting in that class and the professor said, you are more than just a body. You're a spiritual Dang. being having a human experience. That's deep. And at that moment, yeah, it's exactly what I thought. I didn't know what it, I, I felt something, yeah. but I did not know what it meant. But I knew that I was onto something. And that summer, my mindset transformed. I no longer saw myself as just a, a fat body or an ugly person, or I, I saw myself as something bigger than that. I'm like, wait, I have a purpose here. Man. So everything started shifting and then I got into the work that I do and I just started digging deeper and deeper and it brought us to this point now. Wow. Man, Jackie, just just hearing your story gave me the chills because it's so interesting how a lot of people, like for instance, your story that you were going to the gym to lose weight to maybe, you know, work on your mind, work on your body. For me, it was the opposite. I was going to the gym to gain weight because I was very, very skinny. In high school, I actually weighed um, when I graduated, I was at 1, 130. 1.30, and I was actually very, very skinny. I used to hate my body. Um, I, I would tell my mom, why am I so skinny? I would eat so much, try to gain weight, and I wouldn't. And, and there was my friends that were the opposite, that were trying to lose weight, that were trying to go to the gym to, to be fit, and would look at me like, you don't need to go to the gym because you're skinny. And I'm like, I need to go to the gym because I need to put muscle on. And it's just so, so interesting how your story is very yeah. different from mine. But I wanted to touch on, you know, for people that don't know what PCOS is, can you explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is a, is a syndrome. So mm -hmm. it's a cluster of things that you can have. It's not just one thing. So one of them is, and this is, a, this is the worst part, it's, one of them is weight gain. Oh, wow. But the doctors tell you that there's nothing you can do to lose the weight. But the only remedy or cure to this is weight loss. So it kind of contradicts itself. Yeah. So when I was when I found out that I had PCOS, I was 19, sitting in the doctor's office, and she's telling me, like, no matter what you do, no matter who you go see, it, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be fat forever. Oh, my God. I go to the second doctor. Doc, second doctor tells me the same thing. So the, the people that I was looking at, at for answers, they just basically told me that I was doomed. So I think that was a, the biggest hardship. And I didn't even understand what PCOS was. So here's 18, 19-year-old me. My, both my parents had gone with me. I'm sitting outside of the office just crying because I thought I was, I, I really thought it was like the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone. Oh my God. And what went through your mind at that moment? For me, it was like, there's something, there's something really wrong with me. And I don't know if I can ever be fixed because at this point, so another thing that you get with PCOS is ovarian cyst. Which is? So cyst in the ovaries. Okay. So I actually had that on one side and 
there was days where I couldn't even walk. Like it hurt to, it hurt to breathe, it hurt to walk. So I, that, I was like, I can't be so young and be in so much pain. That was one of the things that always crossed my mind. Like, how am I so young and in so much pain? Like this can't, I would just have to lay on the couch. I couldn't, I couldn't move, I couldn't, I couldn't work out, I couldn't do anything. So that was one of the things. Another one was a lot of acne. So at one point, there was not a spot on my face that you did not see acne. And it started really young. So, and then everyone had the the remedy. And especially in our culture, everyone oh, was trying yes. to tell my mom, like, oh, you need to give her this crema. Oh, you need to give her. I'm like, oh. This tea, give this her this. Tea. Like, oh I my tried God. every, And it made me feel even worse because I'm like, man, like, people are really, like, they, they're really seeing that this is bad. Like, yes. And it was painful. So that's another thing that I have with PCOS. Uh, a lot of women deal with infertility. And that was one of my biggest fears because I love children. I'm like, well, what if I get to the point to where I want to have kids? And I can't because I have this disease I thought it was. Like, I just thought oh it was the God. worst thing ever. So I really just, I thought the worst. And I thought I was doomed forever. And immediately they put me on pills. And I've always been a person that didn't believe in pills. So I started taking them. And at some point, I just stopped. And I didn't tell my parents. I just stopped taking them. And then it's, I started to live my life as if I didn't even have PCOS. But what I did start, what I really started to do was transform the way that I thought. I was just going to ask the you. Like, thinking, I, the like thinking. The thinking completely. What happened within that transition of taking the medication, you know, needing it or thinking that you needed it to now saying, I'm going to stop doing that? Because not a lot of people can just say, you know what, for instance, I mean, being in the gym world, you say, um, I'm going to start Monday, right? And your mindset is not there. So right. I'm so happy that you said that. What happened? From that transition that you said you know what i'm stop i'm it gonna stop taking these pills during that spiritual health class time i was in that class and there was a, a speaker who had who walked in who was talking about how she healed her body mm-hmm. and the example she gave was through weight so i really related because she healed she had i think she i believe she said she broke her her spine and she broke her uh, both hips she had a hip replacement and she shared her experience how she was able to heal all of this and I'm thinking, here's like, now I, I think, yeah, I'm, like, I'm still 19. I'm like, how, if she could do that, like, what could my body do? And I'm just here kind of like mind blown because I've never been exposed to any of this kind of stuff. And I came up to her after, after the, her, her session of speaking and she asked me right away, she's like, what do you have going on in this area? And she kind of pointed to where I had the cyst. And I'm like, how, I'm, for, I'm thinking like, how does this lady know what's yeah. going on? And I, and I told her what happened and she, I actually started, uh, hired her as a life coach. Mm. So I hired a life coach at a very young age and then I stopped. But to continue that process, it, she, te- she taught me how to heal the body and how to, how to let go of the emotions that were, that were trapped. Because a lot of the stuff that we have, especially with PCOS, is trapped emotions. Mm-hmm. One of them is creativity, not expressing creativity. So if you're a very creative person and you're holding all that in, it's going to manifest somewhere. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's, oh not just a, it's not just a physical aspect. It's also emotional and it's mental. Dang, dang. That's, that is very, very deep. You guys that are listening, you guys that are watching, um, here's someone that went through something really tough at a young age. Uh, I think that being in high school, especially being that young, your mind is just like thinking about what other people think of you. So can you touch a little bit on how your mindset was then to versus now and how you protect it now? I lived in a lot of fear for sure. I lived in so much fear. I always thought people were judging me. Um, I always had a thing with my legs, especially some little boy told me in 12th grade or in 12th grade and when I was 12, so sixth grade, he's like, you have really big legs. So I internalized that. So throughout my, not just high school, but junior high, 
But point, by the time I got to high school, I was walking around from class to class with a binder in front of my legs. Like I would not take the binder off oh because I already, because you know how you're walking passing periods mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, people are just staring at my legs. No, people are just looking at this. So I was very self-conscious. Like I just thought people were looking at me and judging me when probably people weren't even like paying attention <laughs> to me. But I was just, I was in that mindset of like fear. Like what are they saying? What are they going to, I just felt so uncomfortable with my body. Like so uncomfortable. Like I was like literally like this the whole time. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I couldn't relax into who I was. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't be like, okay, it's fine. Like this is me. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Dang. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. That is, that is very interesting that you talk about your legs because I've always been self-conscious of mine. Um, and I'm just, it's so crazy. It's like, I'm talking to the opposite person that went through something <laughs> so totally different. I honestly, during high school, I would never wear shorts because I used to be, I actually in middle school, I think was when this happened, someone picked on me. Someone said something that's similar. You have such skinny legs. And since that moment, I said, I'm not wearing shorts. And now I'm so confident in who I am and so much love that I have for myself that no matter what someone tells me, I'll come up with a better joke just so that I don't feel bad about myself. Well, I didn't wear shorts for the opposite reason because my legs were too big. Oh my I God. never showed my, like <laughs> there was no way. I actually didn't do sports in high school because of, of you had to, most sports you had to wear shorts or like you had to wear a certain uniform to play the sport. I was like, there's no way. Dang. Like all my friends joined track, but then I saw the track outfits and I was like, there's no way. There's like, I just, I continued to hide. Wow. Jackie, what do you do now to protect your mind from all that negativity? Oh man, it's taken a lot. It's taken a lot. It's a lot of self-discovery and self-awareness and knowing where you stand. And I always tell people, it doesn't have to start with you loving yourself. You mm -hmm. can just be grateful. So back to the legs, I hated them. I absolutely hated them. And then one day I was at, I was at work and this is like five, four or five years ago. Okay. And I was going to refill my water bottle, but the, the gallon to refill it yes. from was on the opposite side. And I was working at a car dealership at the time. And so I get up and as I'm walking across to go fill up my water, I had this like profound moment of like my legs just did that. Like if like my legs just got me up and were walking me to the other side to drink, to hydrate my body. How cool is that? Like how have I spent all these years <laughs> hating my legs? Like they just did, like I was just amazed, right? Yes. And after that moment, I still didn't love them, but I was so grateful to have legs. Oh my God. And it was those little shifts that started to add up to get me to this point. So it, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. it, it's been a process. <laughs> and it's up and down and it's emotional and it's, it's sometimes it's painful, but you get to it. Yeah, that is so true. I actually, uh, I was at the gym one day, I think it was probably like two years ago. And I was watching a video on YouTube. I, I listened to a lot of motivational stuff and there's this guy that's being interviewed, has no legs and wants to be the fastest Olympic runner. Oh, wow. So to me was like, how is this guy so grateful, so happy, and so positive, and has no legs? Yeah. And here I am complaining about the legs that I have. And from that moment on, you're right. It's not about how starting to love yourself. It's more about being thankful for the little things that you have. Right. Whether you know it's your legs, whether it's your height, whether it's you know the way that you look. We all have something to offer, and we're all created differently, and which is so beautiful. Uh, and that's my opinion. I mean, and just I to hear what you're saying, it's, it's, you know, it's true. Yeah, I yeah. agree because I feel like, especially now, there's like this whole self-love movement and everybody just wants to jump into it. And it's like, you don't just wake up one day and say, okay, I love myself. You don't just look at them because I tried that. I did affirmations. I did a bunch of different things and it, it, did, it did not work like that. Mm -hmm. it, had, it had to be little by little. Actually, I actually hired a second life coach 
um, a year after I hired my first one, and she encouraged me. She's like, hey, look, you, you, this is where you are today, but go home today. And just and this is before Instagram was what it is now. This is yes. like in 2012. She's like, just post a picture and, and talk about how you feel about your legs. And that day, that night, I thought about it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I thought about it. And then the next day, I actually posted it. And I told people on, and it's just my friends, right? I'm like, well, this is what I've been dealing with. This is how I feel. This is where, where I'm at today. And it was, it felt like something was lifted off of me. And just speaking about it was one of the, because I, I was always ashamed to speak. Like, I yeah. can't let them know that about me. Like, there's no way I'm going to be that vulnerable. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So that's also been one of the biggest things is just be open about things. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you don't have to hide. That is so true. That is very, very true. I think that is why you've grown so much on social media, because people can relate to you, right? From many different walks of life. Like, I can relate to you in a sense of, I go through things and you've gone through things very differently than I have. But at the end of the day, it's very similar. We all get bombarded by negative thoughts. We all get bombarded by negative people in our, in, that are closest to us. Right. And we just have to know how to protect that and shut everything else that is not good for us out. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't talk about that. Everything no. just looks so pretty. Yes. And it's like, man, <laughs> I wish it looked that pretty. Right? But no, that's, that's not the reality. Oh, God. That's not the reality. That's, that's beautiful. Well, let's transition into... Yeah you know, your fitness journey, you know, how have you been so consistent in, you know, being so fit? You know, I, like I said, I've seen you grow, I've seen you develop, and I would love for these people to hear everything you've gone through. As, as you were saying this, I was getting like flashbacks of like the previous versions of me that were like, we, I was really trying to make, I was almost 200 pounds at one point. So I'm, I was getting flashbacks of that younger me and I could just tell you she never stopped trying. No matter how things, like how hard things got, I always looked for people that could help me. So whether it was a trainer, whether it was a coach, whether it was a life coach, I was looking for the help. I was ready to learn. And as soon as someone would guide me just a little bit, they didn't have to hold my hand the whole way. Mm-hmm. I would just take it from there and run. There so that's know. been one of the biggest things is like, I just kept showing up and I kept trying. I that just kept deep. trying. Yes. I love that. I love that. There's this quote that I read the other day that said, small hinges open big doors. And it's the little things, you know, you just keep showing up. You get in your car, you get to the gym, show up. You're at work, you want the dream client to show up. You want to be an entrepreneur, just show up. I mean, that's everything. And I think that everything that you've been doing in your fitness journey has developed to be more than what you just are about. Not just fitness, now you're beyond that. Right, and the reason I am where I am now today in my fitness journey is because of my mindset. If I still had the same mindset from before, there's no way. I mean, one of the things you just touched on, I told myself at one point I would drive myself to the gym and when I was parked outside, I would decide whether I would walk in or not. And obviously 99.9% of the times I walked in because I was already there. So I might as well just walk in, but definitely showing up. Little things, little things, right? From getting your clothes ready the day before, you know, putting on your shoes. Like people don't think those things are are huge there's that's been a big part that and also the intention that you're doing it with because before i was doing it from self-hate like i really hated myself so much that i wanted to change for all the wrong reasons and when i turned it around and did it for okay let me do this for me and let me do this because i want to become a better version of myself and through the years that version of of me of who i want to be the standard has kind of gone up right but it, it's been consistent with that yeah I, I think that is true what is your definition about goals do you think goals are finish lines you get to or our goals are just uh, stepping stones that you're like okay I'm here now I want to reach even higher I think goals are stepping stones and there's there's small goals and there's big goals mm-hmm. and like right now I'm told you we're doing 75 hard 
And before that, I was doing the eight-week challenge with the gym. So it's always, it keeps you on your toes. You're always looking for the next yes. thing. You're always going. And then you, you hold yourself accountable to things. And definitely. how can you let yourself down when you commit <laughs> to doing something? Yes, yes, definitely. On your story uh, on IG, which if you guys are not following her, you guys should definitely follow her. Um, <clears throat> I'll link everything on the description. Let me ask you. So you posted something about, you know, Ed Milet. We're huge Ed Milet fans. They, he had two guests on there. Don't really recall their names. But they talked about, you know, it's all about your mind. If you protect your mind, everything else is going to come. And I would love for you to touch on your version on, one, protecting your mind, and two, how big of a deal that is to do complete anything you want. Right. So protecting your mind is huge. I, I always liked investing in learning. And I was told so many times that I was wasting my money by, by family. Mm -hmm. They're like, you're just wasting your money. You're wasting your time. And I, the way that I protected myself was, hey, this is going to pay off one day. I don't know how. I don't know when. But this is like, I'm doing this for me. And it's going to be for a reason. So one of the biggest things is you have to, to really stand your ground, mm -hmm. I believe. And really follow through with what you say you, you want to do, regardless of what others' opinions are. Yeah, that's, that is, that's true. That is, do you think... Um, self-confidence is built by image or self-confidence is built by decision making i think i feel like it's built by keeping the promises you made to yourself yes. whether they're big or small because if i tell you that i'm going to wake up tomorrow at 5 a.m you don't you don't know if i did it or not unless i like sent you a picture or not mm -hmm. but if i let myself down yeah that promise is broken that's true and then what else are you going to break throughout what other promise are you going to break throughout the day and that's been one of the things too that i've that i've learned to do is keeping the promises that i make to myself and Another thing that I got really into doing is if I, if I do something, let's say uh, I drop something or something's on the floor and I walk past it and I know it doesn't go there. And I instantly think, would my future self have walked just, would I have walked right past that and not done anything about it? No. So then I force myself to come back and put it where it's going to go. <laughs> and another thing that I've really been into is like, if I'm going to do something, I might as well do it right. Or why even bother? Yes. And my mom actually would tell me that from the little things like making my bed, she goes, do it right. And now I understand that from a bigger perspective. That is so true. That is very true. My dad always said the same thing. If you're going to do something, make sure you do, give your best. Give your best, yeah. I mean, maybe it's not the best work that, that people may look at and see and say, oh, well, like, that is mediocre. Right. But you gave it your 100% and you're always developing, okay, I'm going to do this better next time. I'm gonna, and I, I really like the fact that you said your future version. Yes. Wow. Like, I, I've never really thought about that. Like, will my future version do this? You know, yeah. I always, I'm always the type of person that I look at something and I look at it for now. Like, I want to do this now. I never think of like, oh, tomorrow or the next day, which that is something that I need to apply in my day to day. Right. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we all have that future version of ourselves. And obviously that's always evolving and it's always changing. But it's just, you hold yourself to different standards. Yes. And it's like, does that version of me do that? No. And that ultimately, that person, that version is you now. You're molding, you're shaping. That's the character of that person. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. I want you to talk about your 90 days to conscious body. Uh, I saw that on your Facebook. I've seen that on your Instagram. Um, yes. I would love for you to touch about that because I think that is huge. I've never done 90 day conscious, you know, a challenge, which I probably should but um yeah can you let us know a little bit about yes. it yes so that that was actually a very big thing and I, I didn't realize how many people followed it until I was done everyone was asking when I was going to do it again I was like wait a minute you guys were actually following along to this but I did it for myself because I wasn't 
I wasn't doing what I was preaching. Mm -hmm. So I always talked about being mindful. I always talked about listening to your body. I always talked about being patient with yourself and meeting yourself where you're at. And at this point, I was just being so hard on myself. I was finding myself going back to old patterns like binging, um, just eat, just not being able to be consistent. And I'm telling you, here I am preaching one thing to my clients and here I am like not even being able to like get a handle on my own behaviors. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I had um, gained a lot of the weight that I had lost. So it was always a cycle for me, gaining and losing, gaining and losing. And at this point, I took a step back and I'm like, who am I trying to fool here? Like, I had to be real with myself. It's almost like I sat myself in front of me and it's like, okay, like, what are we going to do about this? Because you can't continue to live like this. So I, I told myself for the next 90 days, and I had to meet myself where I was at this point. I couldn't do no strict diet. I couldn't do no, I mean, I probably could have, but mentally I had to meet myself where I was. Mm -hmm. So what that meant for me is just being mindful of the foods that I was eating. I didn't have to track calories. I didn't have to follow the meal plan. Just be mindful. Just be mindful. And about moving my body. What workout can I do today? How can I show up today? So I started with little things like that, little things like that. And I started to build on that. And I started, and I, I let go of the stress of having to change my body. And I let go of the stress of like, this isn't working. <laughs> and it's so crazy because through those 90 days, and then after, I ended up losing 20 pounds without tracking my meals. And the wow. craziest thing is that I, that I realized is that I knew how to eat. Before I thought I had to rely on an app, I had to rely on a meal plan, I had to rely on a coach. But then what I figured out was that I was just looking for the answer inside of everybody else when I had the answer within me the whole time. Yes. And that was the biggest like aha moments that I had. I'm like, wow, I've been, I've been paying this person, I've been Googling this, I've been going here and there. When I actually know my body better than anybody else around here. I know what it needs. I know how to feed it. I know how to move it. Why, why was I having so much resistance towards just letting it be? Mm -hmm. So for 90 days, it was about connecting back to that. Nice. Connecting back to who I am. <laughs> connecting back to learning about my body. Wow. And then now after I built that foundation, fast forward, it's, it's going to be a year. I can now tackle things from a different perspective. I can now be more disciplined. I can now follow a meal plan. I can now... But had I jumped right into that, I probably would have gone back to binging. So that's why I tell people, you need to start where you are. You can't, you have to even it out. Yeah. You can't start up here when your mindset is down here. Everything has to be leveled. So um, I'm glad that you talked about mindset is throughout that 90 days, right? How what was your mind? How are you coaching your mind and how are you developing that? Because it's easy to go to the gym, right? And right. lift weight and push weight and do that and then get out of the gym and then what? Right. So a lot of it was understanding why do I feel this way about food because I had a terrible relationship with food. So one of the books that I read was Brain Over Binge and, I, and really understanding the concept of like that's, it, you, it's something that you have to read. It's, it's not your voice telling you you need these hot Cheetos or you need this pizza. It's, <laughs> it, if you separate it, that, like, that concept to me was so different. So every time I had this urge, because I broke down a couple of times prior to this, it's like why I'm eating the food and I know that I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't stop myself. And I would break down because I knew that, I, like, I know this isn't me. So then I also became aware of the behaviors that would, that, of the thoughts that would drive these behaviors. So when I, would, when I would set myself a goal of, like, I have to lose 20 pounds, the behavior of binging would, like, instantly kick in when I would give myself a deadline. So I stopped that during the 90 days. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to do this for 90 days, but not have like a specific goal. Like you have to look shredded. You have to have muscle. Like, no, I just took the step back <laughs> and it, it, it's mind blowing. Like it, it felt like my body just relaxed and it, it let go of a lot of old emotions because I lost weight so quick. Dang. And that it, is that's yeah. crazy. 
yeah, no, I know. I completely, I can see how just focusing on yourself, because we're oftentimes not just uh, listening to people reading so much. It also happens that we, we're in a world where we want to know this, the ingredient to how to think positive, to have those positive thoughts. And sometimes it's within us. Sometimes we need to shut everything down, no matter who's the most positive person in your life. It's just listen to your voice yes. and then be aware of what you're thinking of. And also with your body, is to be aware of what you're eating, how you're treating it, all those things. After this, you know, after this um, recording, I think that I'm like, you know what, where am I at in my life and how can I make it better? I think I'm going to have to yeah. have a conversation with you off air. <laughs> well, that's what I tell people is that at one point, your your brain is like scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. You get so much information from so many. I mean, look, at, there's, there's a million ways to lose weight, right? There's yes. hundreds of different diet plans. There's hundreds of different diet books. But why is that? Because you try something that worked for you. So you're like, let me go write a book about it. Mm-hmm. And now you put it out there and now all these people will try it. And it might resonate with them for a little bit. So it might work, but it's not their lifestyle. And long term, you're just going to go back to old habits. And that's why even with clients, like we need to find what works for you. I don't care what worked for me. I don't care what worked for Sue. Like we need to find what works for you. And it's, yeah. a, it's a learning process. That's true. That is very true. Well, I wanted to ask you this. What are your thoughts on entrepreneurship? I mean, you're a business owner. You started your own brand. Um, you, you're out there. You're no, you quit your job. And I would like for you to talk about the transition from being employee to now being an entrepreneur. And what is entrepreneurship in today's world? Because that word is thrown out a lot. Hey, I'm an entrepreneur because I do this, I do that, I do that. And I think that there's more behind it. Right. So I want to say that leaving my job was the scariest thing I ever, like, I've ever done. I was there since I graduated high school. Yeah, right after high school, I started working there. So I was there for five years before actually quitting. And leading up to, it was like a year or two of me saying like, okay, this is it, this is it, like I'm going to do it. And right when I would go to my boss and like I wanted to tell him, I couldn't. I just couldn't, like something was stopping me and I don't know if it was, it was just this fear. And at this point, uh, my brother had already opened his gym and he's like, look, if it's the money, like I'll pay you, you can quit, you'll be fine. And I'm like, it's not even the money. Like, I don't know what I'm scared of. Like, I really don't know what I'm so terrified of leaving this this job. And I feel like there's a lot of things like the safety of the, the security of like, okay, but what if I can't get the client or like, what if this isn't actually what I'm supposed to be doing? So that was the biggest, the biggest fear was taking the first leap mm-hmm. of, and, and being okay with like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where this is going to go. I, it's actually going to be a year uh, next month. Oh my, be congratulations. Year, thank you. It's going to be a year next month that I quit my job. And the entire process has been up and down. The first six months were, were amazing. I was like, wow, this is what it's like to have your own <laughs> business. Like I can do this all the time. That was from July to December then came the new year this year and everything just stopped and i'm like wait what's going on like i used to have a waiting list of people like wanting to work with me like what's like why not no one's applying to work with me like what's going on and so i had to shift a lot of things i've I've worked uh with business coaches i've done so many things and and learning but it all comes down to you as a person where you are you or you are now is a reflection of your business and where it's going so because i was even confused of like okay where am i supposed to here's the thing you don't have an instruction manual when you when you start your own thing and i didn't know this until i started my own thing so it was a lot of like well i can do this and i can do that and i i love i have so many passion projects yeah and i'm like i need to go here and i could go there and and i was jumping around and not finishing all different things so it's definitely been a a learning a learning experience for sure and i think that it's before I, i would 
contri uh, contribute the weight loss as to my personal growth, now it's business. The business is adding on to that because I feel like weight loss is now easy. Now mm -hmm. it's like the business part, like getting this down because there's so much that goes into it. And I feel like, especially with social media, it looks so easy. Like, oh, all you have to do is post a picture yeah. and tag this and you're gonna make a sale. It is not like that. That's <laughs> not how it works. How and is I, it? <laughs> and I shared it with you last time too, that yes. my business came to a standstill. I didn't know, I didn't, there was no clients coming in. I didn't know what to do. So I kind of took a step back and I'm like, well, what can I do? Like, what can I do in this moment? And I'm like, I know how to, I know I can take care of my body. So um, let me get back into, and that's when I started the eight week challenge here. I'm like, let me start by taking care of my body. And then let me start by helping my brother at the gym. How can I help him? If my business is stuck, let me help him in his. Mm -hmm. And so I jumped in, we created uh, the challenge summer shredding for the, yes. for the gym. And it was it was awesome. Actually, today's the party for the, the winner. Today, guys, if you guys, today, well, by the time you watch this, yeah, the party's over, to this, it's over. But you might see the, the transformation <laughs> of the, but it's crazy how much momentum when we both combine forces and it just took off. And then once those eight weeks were done, I came back to my business and I was, I just got like a fresh start. That is awesome. That is amazing. You know, I think that I actually was talking to my girlfriend about this and um, being that you're a woman, right? I think that it, it can be hard, especially a lot of people may look at you like, oh, well, I can, I can do this on my own, especially a lot of guys, right? right. Um, so what advice would you give a woman that's looking to start her own business? Um, because you're all about empowering women and empowering them to be the best version that they can. And I think that you are a, a walking proof that you can do it. So, I mean, a year in the business, the first year I've heard that it's the hardest. So what advice would you give someone that's, especially a woman, like I said, that Man, is looking to do that? Yeah, hang in there. Hang in there because you're in for a wild ride. And I grew up seeing my mom uh, be a business owner. So I, I just, I, I had something in me that like, I want to be just like that. And I would, and she would tell me growing up, right, like, you need to make sure you do something for yourself. And I, I didn't actually think that I was going to, but you know, it's the the advice that I that I give women and men to is, it's go for it. Like, if it's something that's if within you, it's something that you want to do, go for it. Because as you mentioned earlier, you don't know if you die tomorrow. Yes. You don't know if you will just start something. You don't have to quit your job if you're working right now. You don't have to quit no. a job. Start it on the side. Mm -hmm. Do it on the weekends. And if someone tells you your idea is too big or too funny or too silly. Who cares? It's your idea. You, you have this, you were given this idea for a reason. Follow yeah. through with it. Because otherwise, you might be robbing people of the experience of working with you, of you sharing your, your knowledge, your creativity, whatever it is that you have to offer. Oh my God, that is so true. Because I'm I, so glad you touched about that is this podcast. I had an idea. I've always wanted to do it. And there was always that mind confliction of, should I do it? Should I not do it? What's, what would happen? Would I get listeners? And now I'm at the point where, where time is running out. You know, time is moving. Whether you stand still or whether you move with it, it's going to move. Right. And to me, it's if I die tomorrow, at least I did what I wanted to do. You know, right. at least I'm doing this experience. If it, if it takes off, amazing. You know, if I can touch multiple people, awesome. But if there's only that one listener that actually takes this, takes this advice from you or is having a shitty day and is feeling great after he listens to this or she listens to this, that is amazing. You know, that's, that's like for me what was rewarding. I mean, doing my YouTube channel, I have people who tell me, wow, like, how did you do that? Like, what happened? Like, like how'd you get into like filmmaking? And to be honest, I haven't been that consistent with it and I haven't, I haven't been doing it for a long time. When I did, it was more recording memories 
and just tapping into a different field of my life and a different creativity because I think that just by doing those things, you start feeling better about yourself. Right. And I like that you take action on these ideas because so many people will have these ideas and not do anything about it yeah. at all. And I heard something when I was in the spiritual health class was don't die with your music still in you. And that always Ooh. like, that always stuck to me. I'm like, don't die with my, your music still in you. Like I can't, I can't die and like not have <laughs> lived my purpose or done whatever it was that I had to do. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I completely, completely agree with you. I think that we need to share our story. People think that, oh, that person already, there's so many people that are already doing it. Why, why would I do it? But yeah. you don't know. Someone can relate to you and some, someone needs to hear your story because there's more to be said than just what we see right now. Yeah, comparison is a huge thing that stopped me a lot of the times. And I even had a girl, she asked me where I got my business cards made. And I and I told her, and I'm like, oh, like, so what do you do? Like, why, why does she need a business card made? And she's like, oh, I'm a makeup artist. But I don't advertise it because there's already too many out there. And I was like, girl, don't think like that. First <laughs> of all, like, I, I'm a strong believer that there is no competition. Like, when you are in your own lane, like, nothing else should exist like you you are you and you will attract there's more than enough to go around definitely like you are always going to have the people that are meant to work with you mm -hmm. you don't have that to is, go fight for them <laughs> that is so true that is so true i completely agree i think i want to go back to something that you said that you know you were going back to your eating habits um recently you uploaded a video on youtube uh, yeah. about two weeks ago and you talked about in your youtube channel or in that video was that you were feeling conflicted, that you were feeling stagnant, that you were feeling like you wanted to go back to your old habits. Um, you actually felt really emotional. I, I saw that. And I think that to me, a lot of us go through that, whether you're doing freelancing, whether you're doing working for someone or whether you're trying to start your own business, <clears throat> we all feel like we want to run back to our comfort zone. And to me, I've, I've run through that all the time. Sometimes I think like I want to shut down everything that I'm doing and just live a normal life. But then I think of that is not me. You can't. I can't. I can't, can't go back. That. Yeah. So I, w I want you to just kind of share a little bit about that and where you're at now versus two weeks ago. Yeah. So and that happens a lot, right? Like you go through these emotions. But I always tell people and I'm a huge fan of the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm not sure if you're familiar with no, him, no. but the way that, that I see things now is like there's the old version of you and he or she is living on over here. And then there's a new version of you over here. When this version of you is making the leap over here, you can land here or you can fall anywhere in the middle. So mm. it's this uncertainty that we're scared of. So what's easier to make the full leap or to just come back right over here? Come back. So you come back and you keep coming back. And I and when I had that image in my head, I would fight so bad, so hard to make sure that she made it all the way through that she just made a leap and didn't go back. And I feel like, again, there are certain thought patterns that you need to be aware of that will bring you back to that old version of you. Like you really need to master the key of, of understanding your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I know for me, it's like, I was always into bikini competitions. And every time I would think about, and this is before bikini competitions were even a thing. This is like my vision board when I was in high school had this on there, <laughs> which is crazy. And side note, like the girl that I posted on there ended up being my trainer years later. That I don't is know, weird. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> anywho, uh, that that was my thing. And every time that I tried to achieve that specific body, I would go into binging. Like I would go back to the old self, and I'm like, why would it be, why are these habits coming up again? There was something about that thought that made me go back to old habits. So become aware of those triggers because that's what's going to keep pulling you back. Mm. And 
now do you feel that two weeks ago that thing that was the band that was trying to pull you back did you cut that band and now you're able to yes so i had to redefine it and it's always about polishing you have to go back and polish these thoughts polish these thoughts. not that it's not going to happen maybe like another month or two i mean there's always ups and downs but if you just keep polishing these thoughts oh i love that i love that so you listen to that guys keep polishing that um, before I ask my last question, where can these people find you? They can find me on Instagram. It's Jackie, I-T-S, Jackie underscore. <laughs> I always say it's Jackie and they think it's just Jackie, but I get, no, it's like I-T-S. <laughs> oh, at it's Jackie. At it's Jackie underscore. Awesome, awesome. Do you, on YouTube, where can they find you? Jackie Sanchez. Nice, awesome, awesome. Well, this is my last question. Um, is what legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh man, one of, one of, I want to say pride of, of just, I did it. Like whatever it is that I wanted to do, I came through with it. I kept my word and I, and I actually did it because I think of those younger versions of me and I can't disappoint them. I can't. Like if, if one of those saw me right now, I don't think they'd even recognize who I am. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for being my first guest on here. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on. And uh, guys, this is someone that you guys should follow, someone that you guys should check out, whether you're a man or a woman, or whether you're a girl or a boy, or wherever you're going through, this is someone that can share tremendous positivity. She's always so active on her social media, always sharing the most positive thoughts. And Jackie, continue to do that because that feeds into me, into my life. And sometimes I'm going through something and you pop up and you're saying something that resonates with me. Thank you so much for that. And continue sharing your music. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, Thanks. alrighty, guys. Till next time.